Welcome to Conversations Live. For more than a decade, we've brought you the best in books, entertainment, celebrity interviews, and current events. When the movers and shakers of the world have something to say to you, they say it to us first. Here's your host, Cyrus Webb. Welcome back, everyone, to Conversations Live. I'm your host, Cyrus Webb. Glad you all could join us once again. But for our radio audience tuning in at WYAD 94.1 FM and WYADonline.com, we're glad that you all can be with us. Also, tuning in to our online affiliates around the world. We're glad that you all can join us as well. I'm excited as we are gearing up for summer reading and looking for books that we would add to our reading list. Excited to be the work. Welcome two great authors to our broadcast today. We have joining us again, Ali Frank and Asha Humans. They're the author of the new book, The Better Half. We're going to talk to them not only about the brand new release, but also what it's been like for them to see the way that people are responding to the characters they've been able to create. And of course, a new cast of characters they're able to give us in this new book, especially with the main character, Nina. If you guys are not following Ellie and Asha, we're going to let you guys know how to be able to find them, but also all the great things they've been able to share, not only about friendship, but also about working together on books like this, and of course, being able to have readers literally around the world enjoying their work as well. I hope you guys will not only, of course, enjoy this conversation for yourself and get your copy of The Better Half, but also be able to share it with your friends because I think it's that kind of book that definitely will have you talking. There are parts of it, I think, that will make you laugh, make you smile, but definitely there's some timely conversations taking place in the book that I think you guys will appreciate as well. Before we get into our conversation with the two ladies, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Stay with us. You're listening to Conversations Live. Geico has some bad news. There is no money tree, and there is no gold at the end of the rainbow. However, GEICO could save you hundreds on your car insurance. No matter what the competition says, GEICO has been saving people so much money over 4 million drivers switched last year. So call GEICO for a free rate quote today. It's easier than trying to shake down a leprechaun. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com or call 1-800-947-AUTO. 15 minutes could save you hundreds on car insurance. And we're back with Conversations Live today. As I mentioned, we're speaking with authors Allie Frank and Asha Humans. Their new book is called The Better Half. It's out now. We're going to talk to them not only about the writing of the new book, but also what it's been like for them to see the way that readers are responding to it, and of course, how you all can stay connected with them. This is one of those books that not only show us that your best days can be ahead of you, but also the challenges that all of us can face when it comes to life, love, and of course, being able to be the best version of ourselves. We're going to talk to Allie and Asha not only about what it's like for them to craft the main character, Nina, but also what this character says about what life looks like, especially when certain chapters I've seen to have passed, what life can still look like for all of you. Ellie, Asha, thank you again for the time. Really do appreciate it. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Sarah. Hey, always a pleasure. So you all have been very busy. I've been keeping up with you guys online. I want to talk about this experience for you guys. Ellie, I'll start with you. I mean, even before the release of The Better Half, you all had a lot going on. People are still discovering the other books you've been able to write. What has it been like for you to see the way that people have been responding to these characters? Well, you're absolutely right. We we feel like we just had our book, Never Meant to Meet You, come out in October 2022, and we were in love with our families and characters in that book, and now we have The Better Half, um, which is another great host of characters and families, and we're super excited about it because our first two books were very much female-driven and female-focused, and the better half, we really got to explore different male characters of different generations, 
And that was super fun and a good challenge for us. And um, we enjoyed that. And we absolutely just love the grandfather in the book, Fitzroy. And we have a young Gen Z, Jared Jones, who was a blast, and a couple hoops playing twins in high school. And it's, it's a bit of departure. We're interweaving schools and sports this time. Love that, love that. Asha, what about for yourself? I mean, as as Ellie was saying and I mentioned, you all have been, of course, still being able to talk and enjoy the response to your previous work. What has it been like for you to kind of have, kind of have that carryover as you're going into the better half? Well, I think my the most enjoyable compliment that we've gotten from readers is that they wholly connect with our characters and many people wish that these characters were real so that they could be friends with them in real life. And I think that speaks to uh, our ability to write together um, and uh, bring readers stories that they truly love. I'm going to stick with you for a second, Asha, and ask you a question, and, and Ellie, have you chime in? Because one thing that was interesting for me in reading The Better Half is how how well we get to know the the layers of, of the main character, Nina. Of course, because of the way the book is written, we're able to experience the world as her. What was it like for you to kind of slip into Nina's shoes, Asha, and to kind of see the world as she was having to see it? Well, Nina is very um, contemporary in the things that she faces throughout the book. Um, Allie and I were as struck by the overturning of Roe v. Wade as many American women were and women around the world. Um, So that issue is brought up in the book. Um, We also are exploring this idea of... um, a form of affirmative action in our book. And as we know, the Supreme um, Supreme Court recently made some very significant uh, rulings with regard to diversifying higher education. Um, so, you know, we feel connected to the world around us and bring those issues into our writing and hope that people can learn from the perspective of humor. Um, We know they're all getting a a solid uh, serving of news media, but we're hoping that they'll explore this from um, the humorous side and take some time to learn that way as well through the better half. Got you, got you. And what about for you, Allie? What was it like for you to kind of experience the world because of the way the book was written um, through Nina's eyes? Well, you know, Nina, Austin, and myself, we, all three of us have something in common, and that is that this second part of our life that turns out to really be a better half, a thriving half, for all of us, it started at 43. Nina's 43, and there's a whole host of things that sort of upend her life that seem maybe for the negative, but turn out could be for the positive. And Asha and I were educators, each with 20 years um, being in the classroom and being administrators, and we found our writing voices when we were 43. And we constructed this whole second career for ourselves that we never imagined would have turned out so well and us having so much fun. So, um, you know, at this point, Nina just feels like a 
a third wheel to Asha and I because we have these similarities. Yeah, and and I th- it, it is interesting though, kind of as we're going through the better half, kind of seeing some of the things that Nina is having to deal with, and to and in, in to embrace and accept, and conversations I think that are not always comfortable. There are parts of it, as I mentioned in my introduction earlier, that that will make you laugh, but other parts will make you think. And then I have to admit, there are parts that I I, I kept thinking as we all look at the world today, and some of the things that Asha mentioned thinking okay what year is this <laughs> that we're that we're dealing with here you know it's it it is interesting uh, i think one of the funny things um that happens uh in the book you know is the whole black barbie conversation you know i i think you know there there are the things like that that readers will definitely kind of laugh at in some ways and then kind of think about the conversations really taking place. Allie, was that part of your hope too as people were entertained by Nina and these characters and and want to see what happens to them that they also would kind of talk about some of these real world issues that are kind of layered throughout the book? Well, Cyrus, I'm going to say um, that Osh and I, because we really do try to write about the everyday real world issues, my daughter just chimed in on my phone and cut me off from the question. So I'm going to let Asha answer that okay. one since I actually didn't okay. hear the whole thing. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. No, not a problem. Asha, I, I'm not sure if you heard the question, but I, I was just mentioning, you know, some of the things that I picked up on in The Better Half and just asking, is that what you want for readers to not only to be able to enjoy the book mm-hmm. and see where it takes them, but also to think about the, the real world issues, you know, that Nina and the other characters face that, you know, that are part of their lives? I'm sure you, you mentioned the Barbie scene, but one that really strikes me um, directly, Cyrus, is Xandra's experience as a young person and her point of view while she's away at bo- boarding school. Xandra happens to be Nina's daughter, and she's at boarding school, and she's experiencing some things that I think most people would consider a form of microaggression or words that are slightly veiled and can be taken as um, uncomfortable by some people, threatening, uh, disrespectful. And that is juxtaposed with Fitzroy, her grandfather, who would have gone through an even more difficult time with regard to racial disparities. And his opinion that a teacher saying a few soft words should in no way affect his granddaughter because compared to what he went through, it's really nothing. So mm. I think those conversations, particularly cross-generationally, um, should come up for readers in the book and be able to say, you know, one of my favorite phrases that I used to hear is, hey, you know, Mr. Johnson's not racist. He's just old-fashioned. So that kind of attitude of... What's different today, and how is it handled differently today um, compared to our own parents, grandparents, aunts and uncles? And uh, we hope to generate those conversations. Right, exactly. And, and I think it's one of those things that will make people kind of, you know, as we as I was saying, and you just just um, kind of touched on there, Asha, kind of think about what we kind of see for ourselves as well. Uh, and, Allie, I think it was you that mentioned earlier about about children. And I think, you know, that is one of the things, of course, that comes up in the book 
Uh, and and it's and it's an interesting thing also to think about as we're talking about the better half or the next chapters of our lives. I think about the role of children and 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 parenthood. In this, in this case, of course, in the book Motherhood, what was that like for you? As you mentioned, because of the similarities that you and, of course, with Asha kind of had with Nina. What was that like for you, Ali, to kind of to think about with this book? Well, I think yeah, it really was similar because Asha's children are older than mine are. And so, in a sense, Asha could really relate is right around um, Nina having, you know, a child that's in high school and is launching really into their own world and their own independence. And then Asha was watching and experiencing me still with a young child in um, late elementary school, and so that, you know, those ideas that Nina's having in her own time of, con- of consideration about having, you know, a younger child is like, you know, do I want to do this? Can I do, it? do this? It is so much energy and time in a different way than a high schooler, and being a mom in motherhood but straddling two such different eras of motherhood is, you know, a whole another level on top of having a very, you know, um, stressful job and being a caretaker of her father and being a single mom and wanting to be a good friend to her best friend Marisol. It's a lot going on in a time when, you know, people sort of look at women and think, oh, you're slowing down, you're not as relevant in society, um, a little bit forgotten, and really Nina's got more on her plate than most people out there. Right. And that brings up an interesting point, uh, Asha, because, uh, you know, I think there will be some people who kind of question Marisol in some parts of this book <laughs> because I think there's that great scene that you all wrote with Nina where Nina talks about it. This is something I made a note of because I think a lot of not only, uh, I think, Um, mothers can relate to this, but I think individuals just in life, whether we're talking about being married or being, you know, or or being with someone else, the idea that that Marisol said uh, was, I'm sorry, that that Nina said to Marisol, give me six months to be me before us, uh, and talking about the new chapter of her life that she was dealing with. What was it like for you to kind of see, uh, for you, Asha, and then I'll go to you, Ellie, with this, to see the way that decisions that that Nina was making uh how it was something that people had had different thoughts about and you know in ways that they supported or at least voiced their opinions about um I'm so glad you brought that up because it's something that may be very subtle in the book and we hope that um people really pick up on it is this idea that women need some sort of a reason for the decisions that they make in a way that men often expected to give. And we wanted, we did that deliberately. We made Nina a woman who used her own heart and mind to make decisions about whether or not motherhood was for her and whether or not um, couplehood was for her. And I think most people would, if she were uh, expressing doubts about both of those things, most people would say, well, why? What's your reason? And honestly, she doesn't need to give any. Right. She's using her heart and mind and dominion over her own body 
and her future and how she wants to or whether she wants to share it with someone. And we really wanted to give her that perspective because it's one that we have. It's one that our friends hold. And I think many women will um, will relate to that point of view. And I hope it's one that if men read it, that they understand this is something that we've grown up with since being girls. Give us a reason you're doing that. We need a good reason from you. And the reason can simply be, it's just my choice. Right. Such a great point. Ellie, what are your thoughts with that, especially in that that conversation with Marisol, how Marisol, uh, in kind of in dealing with Nina's decision, you know, how you could tell even by her tone, of course, alcohol was involved, so I guess we can give Marisol <laughs> that that, <laughs> that that kind of grace. But what was it like to kind of see that conversation, especially with Nina saying she wanted some time, basically not to lose herself? And I think that's something that yeah. all of us, men and women, can relate to. I agree uh, that, uh, you know, men and women can relate to it. I do believe for women, you know, the idea you can have it all, but the reality is that not at the same time. Mm-hmm. And for many years, um, Nina has been having it all except time with her own self. She had a sick mother, a father that's grieving, a marriage that was struggling. You know, an ex-husband that, when they were married, had massive expectations on her of what it meant to be a mother and wife. And Asha and I can both say, you know, when you're a teacher, when you work at a school, you're giving consistently to kids who need you. So, you know, I think that's part of what was going through Nina's mind. Like, I can have it all, not at the same time. And the time I was hoping that was coming up was circling back to me. Hmm. Yeah, but that's it. Uh, Asha, as you all are out now, you know, being able to go out there and, and, and talk to readers, uh, definitely a lot has happened since this journey with the two of you began. How How has this journey, how has it changed you? I, I'm, I, I normally ask about mm-hmm. success and how the idea of success has evolved from the beginning of the career to where you find yourself now. But how has this journey as a published author who's recognized, how has it changed you, Asha? Yeah, I would say that um, I have changed most from my experience being shoulder to shoulder with Allie. It hasn't been much about the success of the books, although that's really great and sort of the whipped cream and cherry on top. But what I learned, when I learn most when I'm writing is when I'm working with Allie. Um, She has a point of view that's very different from mine. Um, She has had access to uh, society in a way that I haven't and I'm learning from. For instance, walking into a room I try to mimic her confidence of this is where I belong. I don't have to uh, ask for permission to be here. And I really try to emulate that um, because I grew up as a, a young black woman feeling like I needed to make friends in a room first before they would accept me. So a lot of the lessons and the growth that I've had is from being in such an intimate and close relationship that gets closer with each book, um, with Allie. Gotcha. 
good. Allie, what about for yourself? What what has what has this journey been like for you? What kind of change have you seen in yourself along this journey? I, you know, when the first book, Tiny Imperfections, came out, the actual, you know, pub date in May 2020, it really felt like for me that the, that was the pinnacle, the, the coming, the book coming out to the public and what the public reception was at the time and how many were sold and what did reviewers say about it. And what I've come to realize now, three books in, and we actually just turned in our fourth manuscript today, is that the lesson that the hard work needs to be fun. And whatever happens outside of your own work, you have to just let that go. And now four manuscripts in, Asha and I still, it's hard. It is definitely hard and a struggle and challenging and there are highs and there's are, there are lows but the most fun is in the process of Asha and I as you said working shoulder to shoulder building these families building these stories that is the fun part more so than the singular day that the book is released to the world um, it's really the next time I get to sit with Asha and laugh about a crazy idea that we have for, you know, another story down the line. That's the fun part. Yeah. Well, I tell you, for those who are just now discovering the two of you, this is a great book to start with. Again, The Better Half by Allie Frank and Asha Humans, available now through our friends at Amazon.com or through your favorite local bookstore. Definitely perfect for your summertime reading. And, ladies, another great conversation with the two of you. Allie, how can our audience stay connected with the two of you and kind of keep up with your, your journey and what's next? Yes, well, uh, we have our website, com, and we also have, are on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, at Allie and Asha. And I'm going to be honest and give all the kudos to Asha. She is a <laughs> social media maven, and if anyone re- reaches out, I can promise you will get great love back from us. Um, by Asha's muscular, well-trod fingers. Well, look, I appreciate that. Ali, Asha, it was great speaking with you again. Congratulations to the two of you uh, on the new book, and definitely looking forward to staying connected and looking forward to book four. We'll see you when it comes (laughs) All right, you all take it easy. And we thank your audience for tuning in to another great segment of Conversations Live. Until next time, I'm your host, Cyrus Webb, saying as always, enjoy your day, enjoy your life, enjoy your world. Thank you all for choosing Conversations Live, and let's go make today amazing. Take care.